Hey there, and welcome to a very special episode of the GCSA podcast presented in partnership with our friends from Enview. I'm your host, Scott Hollister, the editor-in-chief of GCSAA's Golf Course Management Magazine, and we're pleased to bring you this episode, which was recorded live on the trade show floor at the recent 2024 GCSAA conference and trade show in Phoenix. Some of you might be familiar with the name Amy Bockersteady, and some of you might not, but I suspect that most of you would recognize her if you saw her. So to start this episode, a little departure, I want to share the following video, uh, courtesy of the PGA Tour, that went viral in 2019 after Amy played the famed 16th hole at TPC Scottsdale with Gary Woodland during the run-up to that year's Waste Management Open. For those uh, listening to the audio version, uh, you'll miss the uh, the benefits of video, obviously, but you'll still likely get the gist of what I'm talking about in this video. That's him. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? How are you? Are you Amy? Yes. Give me a hug. I'm Gary. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I you're a good golfer. Yes. You are? You want to yeah. come with a hole with us? Yes. Come on. Let's go. Hi, I'm Matt. What's your name? Amy. This is John. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I heard you're a heck of a player. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> you want to hit a shot? Yes. You do? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Oh! <laughs> yeah! You want your golf shoes? We got your clubs right here. Big focus, all right? They love me. I know about that. Here you go. Ball? Nice to meet you. Ready? Let's do it. Yeah. You need a tee? All right. All right. See the flag right in the middle? Yes. You got this, kiddo. Yeah, I got right. this. Nice. Give me a five. <laughs> so cool. They love me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. You like all these people? Yes. <laughs> you want to hit it out? Yeah. You do? Yes, I do. Let's do it. I got this. I love it. You can do this. You can do this. Nice. That is awesome. Let's go. Let's go putt. We're going to okay. make this. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. That was amazing. What do you think? Going a little left? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and make that? Okay. I got this. You got it? Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
Now, that video that you just watched has been viewed over 730,000 times on YouTube and helped spark a variety of wonderful unintended consequences from the creation of the I Got This Foundation to Woodland winning the 2019 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And since the Bacher studies, Amy, her father, Joe, and mother, Jenny, call the Valley of the Sun home, and because GCSAA featured a whole series of educational opportunities at its conference focused on accessibility in the game of golf, we thought it was the perfect opportunity to invite the Bacher studies to join us, the conference and show, and to join us on this episode of the GCSA podcast. Quick reminder that you have options when it comes to the podcast. There is the traditional audio version available wherever you get your podcast. And we also have video versions available on GCSAA TV and on the association's YouTube channel. So whatever your favorite flavor, we've got you covered. With that bit of business out of the way, let's go. This is the 60th episode of the GCSAA podcast featuring Amy and Joe Bockersteady recorded live at the 2024 GCSAA conference and trade show in Phoenix. We are coming to you live from the 2024 GCSAA conference and trade show in Phoenix. It's been an awesome week here in Phoenix and being here and this city has given us the opportunity to, to meet a great new friend and introduce, hopefully, folks to a, a great person, and that is Amy Bockerstadt. People might know Amy. She has a good friend named Gary Woodland. Did you know that Gary has ties to where our organization is headquartered in Lawrence, Kansas? I uh, Yeah. Yeah. Gary played at the University of Kansas which is where we were. And I remember when I first saw the video featuring Amy online from the Waste Management Open, I knew that you would have a new friend in Gary because we know Gary and he's awesome and looked like you had an awesome time with Gary during that event. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that's right. So to start off, I'm missing a key person here. I'm missing your father, Joe, who has joined us as well. Joe, great great to meet you. Great, Thank you for taking time you, uh, to Scott. do that Happy with to us today. We're going to talk a little bit about Amy's experience at the Waste Management with Gary and some of the opportunities that, it, that it's led to with her foundation, which is called the I Got This Foundation. The first thing I wanted to ask you, Amy, was I understand you've got to do a little putting at our show today. Did you enjoy putting on the green on the street out there? Yes, it was fun. It was hard to, in, in the whole day, I love to apply it in the sand, not hit hard. Yeah. Did you, did you beat many people? I, did you get to putt against Rhett Evans? Do you remember meeting Rhett? No, we. He's my boss. So, oh. so we'll, we'll pretend that, that you, and I hope you beat him. Don't tell him I said that, but. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, he's right here. Here's one of, he's joining us right here right now. He's a pretty good golfer. I don't know how, how much of a putter he was, but Amy, Tyler. we're so happy to have you here and you get a chance to see all this fun stuff. How did you start playing golf? I started to pick up in his grade when I was 14 years old. And what was your favorite thing when you first started playing? What was your favorite thing about playing golf? My favorite thing about golf is picking up my teammates, making new, making new friends, making new people. Now, at the Waste Management, what was that like? That's a pretty big stage around that golf hole. Were you nervous when you first got in there? No, I wasn't nervous. I was very excited. 
had you met any professional golfers before that day? Uh, yes, I did met Brooks Kepka, uh, the SBs. Right. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Now, Joe, you were inside the arena uh, with Amy at, at that time. Tell me about your experience there. Did you know that Amy was going to be able to hit a shot? Yes, we knew that Amy was going to hit a shot. She did not know that day. So uh, when we showed up, we uh, brought a couple of clubs and they made arrangements for the shot. It was about a 120 yard shot. So we gave Gary Woodland's caddy three clubs and a uh, hybrid and a sand wedge, an attack wedge and a putter. And so when he came in the arena, was a complete surprise for Amy and a little bit of surprise for us, the big crowds and kind of the arena. She got a little bit of a chance to get acclimated, but uh, we had no idea how it was going to turn out though. So Amy, you get to hit the tee shot. What were you aiming at? Were you aiming at the flagstick? Because your first shot, you landed in the bunker and you got to prove to all of us what an excellent bunker player you are. When your shot went in the sand, were you excited? Because you were, you're very good at those shots. Oh, yes, I'm very good at the sand. So you can do this, can do this. Were you surprised? Gary was extremely excited. I think you really surprised him with how good you played. But what was what did Gary tell you when you were after your shot out of the sand? Oh, yes, it was so much fun. I picked up with Gary as I went home. I, I made a pawn the whole time. It was so much fun. We are best friends. We are tattoo buddies. We're having fun. That's great. So you get out of the bunker, you have a pretty long putt, but you drained it. What did you think with the crowd's reaction when you made that putt? It was fun. The crowd was cheering me on, cheering me over. I like uh, hugging, kissing, and waving to <laughs> people. It's kind of a crazy place, isn't it? That that 16th hole is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, I'm a father as well. I know that if I was put into that situation, the pride I would feel I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what was that moment like? So I'll tell you a little bit of a backstory. When Amy hit the ball into the sand, we're like, oh, my God, that's a tough shot, right? And so she gets up to practice a couple of practice swings at the sand and me being dad standing off line a little bit. I'm yelling, Amy, you got to swing harder. This is a, a fluffy sand. You can hit the ball harder. Amy turns around, looks at me and says, dad, I got this. <laughs> True story. Yeah. And then she, and then she hit the perfect sand shot. And from our perspective, I think once she hit the sand shot, you just kind of knew she would make the putt, right? I was just, you could tell this was going to happen and that she was dialed in Gary being so surprised and excited, I think was part of the energy of the moment. And you just felt like this was going to happen. You had a really a perfect person to go through that experience with in Gary. Obviously, he's had some health challenges just getting yes. back out on the tour. And I'm not sure if he's playing in, in here the next he week or not. Next week. Great. He, yeah. yeah. I figure he had a medical exemption uh, to continue his continue playing. Uh, how often do you do, you, do you, uh, Amy, how often do you uh, get to text or talk with Gary? Oh, uh, yeah. We are still texting, but he's still a best friend. It was a traditional, actually. He uh, surprised um, that day. He uh, told me the, his trophy. He wear the US, US Open. 
So yeah. one, of, one of the most fun moments of that experience is uh, after Gary won the U.S. Open later in June, uh, he was on the Today Show and they invited Amy oh, wow. on the Today Show as well. And Gary surprised her on the show. So uh, Amy and I came out, chatted with the host. They then invited Gary out to surprise her. And then he let her hold the trophy and said, wow. we won that together. Wow. So that was a very fun moment, right? Yeah. Yes. You were, Amy, you were a good luck charm for uh, Gary in that U.S. Open. Yeah, thank you. We'll get back to this episode in a minute, but now a word from Enview, a gold-level GCSAA partner committed to working with golf course superintendents to accomplish great things on the course every day. You know, spring is just around the corner, and as temperatures creep up, so will problems such as seed head production on Poa Anua Greens. Seed heads, hundreds from a single plant, appear in the spring and negatively affect playability, reducing putting speed, consistency, and aesthetics. You can get ahead of this issue before it starts with Proxy Growth Regulator from Enview, a PGR that helps reduce seed head expression in Poa Anoa. Another spring challenge to get ahead of is goosegrass. For warm season courses, this weed typically germinates in the spring and early summer, and like Poa, also produces vast amounts of seeds that, if left untreated, will amplify the problem in future seasons. The primary solution? A pre-emergence herbicide application like Ronstar Flow Herbicide. One application weeks before seed germination can control weeds all season long, and for any goosegrass weeds that escape that treatment, a claim extra herbicide will show results in as little as one week in zoysia or cool season turf. Finally, diseases like snow mold, fairy ring, dollar spot, and gray leaf spot are reminders of how turf can be affected by nature's unpredictability. With the new Castlon fungicide from Enview, though, you can reliably protect greens, teas, and fairways from these diseases. Contact your Enview representative or go to us.envue.com golf to learn more about agronomic solutions that can help protect your turf from these issues and keep it healthy when it matters most. Always read and follow label instructions and remember that not all products are registered in all states. Once again, our thanks to everyone at Enview for their support of the GCSAA podcast. And now let's get back to this episode. So uh, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about the I Got This Foundation. Amy, can you tell me what the I Got This Foundation is? Yes, we started I Got This Foundation on my 21st birthday, Super A4. So then we started I Got This Scout Academy to teach people with these abilities to learn to play golf. Joe, was something like that in, in the works prior to this experience, prior to that video going kind of viral or, or how to, what was the uh, kind of the genesis of that? Yeah. So the, I got this foundation is a direct descendant uh, of the par at the 16th hole. We felt that uh, with the sort of platform Amy was handed, we wanted to find a way to help others like Amy, others with intellectual disabilities. We want to grow the game of golf. We want more people like Amy playing it's been such a blessing to her and our family the opportunities since then have just been incredible and so we thought it was fitting to start the foundation on her 21st birthday yeah. a, a terrific fun party to kick the foundation off and it's really so the part was this week five years ago so the foundation 
provides golf instruction for people with intellectual disabilities. It provides instructor instruction on how to teach people with intellectual disabilities. We have a clinic, we have an academy, and we have an annual I Got This Championship where we have a tournament for oh, people fun. with intellectual disabilities. Our second annual is coming up in about three weeks, actually. Great. Have you been surprised at the overall impact? I know that the video itself yeah. took off the almost instant impact that you were able to, to have. Were, were you surprised by that? Uh, enormously so. When the par was completed, we thought it was a good run. It was a nice moment. We honestly hadn't thought about the fact that Amy was mic'd up and the, the uh, event was videotaped. It came out the next morning on Facebook, and maybe this is yeah. more than we thought it was going to be, and then it just kind of grew from there. The, the program is aligned at individual cities. I'm assuming you started here. Are there specific challenges in bringing the program and into new markets? And what sort of work do you have to go through to kind of get the program introduced right. to new areas? To introduce instruction to a new city, you need obviously the method which we've, we've developed, the, the how to teach or the how to execute the academy. You need the constituency. You need to locate the, the local intellectual disability groups. You need a course. You need an instructor who's gone through the training. So there's quite a bit of logistics to plan an event around a location outside of Arizona. And our mission this year is to really grow those locations and provide more opportunities for more folks. Great, great. One of the educational focuses that our organization has had here this week is on the American with Disability Act and how superintendents, owners, and operators can make their golf facilities more welcoming to more players. What have you experienced, you and Amy experienced as she's gotten into the game are there specific tips or things you've seen that work very well or things that owner operators and superintendents might steer clear of to make their courses more open to more players? So I would say in general, there, you just need to have a welcoming attitude or attitude to people with differences, to golfers with intellectual disabilities and other disabilities. I'll tell you one of the sort of fun things over our uh, journey together. Amy's been playing about 10 years now. And when she first started playing, you would see this uh, skepticism, right? This little girl with Down syndrome walking up to a tee. This is not going to go well, right. et cetera. Then she'd smack one down in the middle of about 150 yards. And I guess that'll be okay, yeah. man, right? <laughs> so it's really about acceptance and when you can play golf at a reasonable level the world opens up to you and the ability to see cool places and meet new people the one journey that i'm on related to that is amy having an intellectual disability and being a female is oftentimes the ladies tees are too long right right yep. and when you start dealing with uh disabilities you got to think in terms of different tee boxes to accommodate differing abilities right, right. and and some places do a better job of that than others. Certainly, uh, older courses have a tendency not to be as accommodating with additional shorter tees. That, that all makes sense. Amy, I want to ask you a couple of questions about the golf course. What is your favorite club to hit? Dan makes it sound like you can really drive the ball, but we all saw you play yeah. well out of the bunker and putt. So what's your favorite? My favorite club is Pato. And okay. also like the tripping and driving. <laughs> Do you play much in the summer here or is it too hot for you? Uh, probably warm as yeah. I think. 
if you had any advice that you could give to new golfers, what would that advice be? To compare golf, I make pause and bodies. Don't make bogeys. Don't make double bogeys and have fun. Be brave. I make a lot of bogeys. So that's that's just something I have to get over. What is your favorite golf course? My favorite golf course is Pebble Beach. I live I played it in Pebble Hole. Have you played Pebble Beach? We did, yes. Wow. I have been there. It's so pretty there, isn't it? Yes, it is. And how did you do on the seventh hole? Uh, the the part, the short par three? I think it was a bogey. Yeah, it's a bogey. Yeah. <laughs> You got to feel like I feel like lots of lots of the time. Now that you're out of co- so you're out of college, you got you went to college. Yep. Now that you're done, what are you doing now? So right now I am ambassador for the I Got This Foundation. Okay. And I have a part-time job and has a grocery clerk, buys a grocery store. I play piano, do little and I also golf, go to Michasso. What about adaptive open, oh, yeah. adaptive tournaments? I play in adaptive golf tournaments. Okay. And including your adaptive open. And the next tournament is I got a championship. The adaptive open, you, so you played at Pinehurst last year, correct? Yes. Yeah, that played there twice. That must have been fun. Yeah. yeah. The next adaptive open is close to our home, and it's in Kansas. Yes. Sand Creek Station, that'll be great. I, I hope to see you there. I'm, my magazine team is going to be there. I know several of our staff members uh, will be joining us. And then well, I have one more question for you. What would be your perfect foursome? If you could play golf with any other people, who would be on your list? Nick Jonas from Jonas. Nick Jonas. Yeah. Also, second one. Okay. Asking Mr. Cole. Greg Gaston is Super Flash. Okay. And Gary Willard. Does Nick Jonas play golf? Oh, yes, he does. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I learned something new every day. This is great. Yeah. Joe, having the opportunity to be at this event and kind of see a different side of the game than maybe you guys have been accustomed to, do you see opportunity here outside of probably maybe some of the traditional avenues that you might work with the foundation to kind of expand that? Any advice for superintendents in particular who make up the our, our membership and the prime attendance at this show? Yeah, I would say that we've had a terrific experience here. We met some great new people, made some new friends in terms of maybe accessibility, the obvious things to be able to get around the course more easily, if you will, less difficulties. And I'm big on a little bit shorter women's tees. I'll tell you that. So I know in some cases that means you have to go into fairways almost to make tee boxes, but Every golfer ought to be able to reach a par four and two, right. right? And then shoot from there. And for folks like Amy and many of the T situations, that's a tough thing to do. What would your ideal foursome be? Oh, nobody's ever asked me that, Ames. <laughs> I think you should probably say Nick Jonas. I, I would say, let's say it's Amy Bockersteady, Jenny Bockersteady, and Nick Jonas. There, wow, that would that. How about that? You would get to play with your your yeah. mom and dad and Nick. Yes. Yeah, you can do that, right? Yeah, I do. She's got a long list of friends who have lined up to help if she gets yeah. Nick Jonas to play. Zach Ephraim might get mad if he didn't get to play with you. Yeah, I make it too. Okay, make it too. You can maybe you can play the front nine. Yeah. With your your parents, and then you can bring Zach in. So. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
listen, this has been a wonderful opportunity. I'm so happy that we've gotten a chance to spend just a few minutes with you guys and to have you here. We're, we feel very honored that we would bring a celebrity like Amy to join us uh, at the conference and trade show. I hope you have you had fun up here. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. That was my goal. I wanted you to have fun. I hope everyone learned a lot. I appreciate everyone's kind of joining us here for this special, special event. Amy, Bakersteady, Joe, her father, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us at the conference and trade show. And thanks everyone at home. This will be available on our podcast feed in about a week. So I hope you can uh, check it out. And other people will get to listen to your story and learn a bit, a little bit about you, the I Got This Foundation, and how uh, they can kind of help uh, others like you get to, to learn the great game of golf. So thank you, Amy. Thank you. And thank you, Joe. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your show. Well, there you have it. Episode 60 of the GCSAA podcast is in the books. A big thank you to the Bacher Steady family, Amy, Joe, and Jenny, for taking time to join us in Phoenix for the conference and trade show and for sitting down for our podcast conversation. It was an absolute pleasure to spend some time with Amy, get to know her a little bit, and learn more about the I Got This Foundation. If you want to learn more about the foundation and its mission, head over to www.igotthis.foundation. And Amy, if you're listening to this, I want you to know that I'm polling for you to pull off that round of golf with Nick Jonas and Zach Efron. Would love to see that and hope I'm there for it. So thanks. Uh, more great stuff on the way with the podcast. So watch your favorite podcast feed for all of that. Until then, though, we will sign off with our usual thank yous to our podcast editor, Evan Shapiro. To everyone at Enview for their ongoing sponsorship of the podcast. To the GCSAA Board of Directors and all my coworkers at Association Headquarters in Lawrence, Kansas. And of course, my thanks to each of you for subscribing, downloading, and listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch up again soon on the next episode of the GCSAA Podcast.